Can you clean my glasses off? I don't know what this world is coming to. Yes, 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 y'all. What's up? It's the Full Disclosure Show once again. Where we tell it like a T.I. is. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got Big Dick Dashley, Bobby Rich Green, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. And today we have a very special guest. Lisa Lisa, would you like to announce the guest that we have here today? Yeah, this is my friend Elena. Hello, Elena. Hey, Elena. Hey, Elena. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Show. It's nice to have you. We always love to have guests. Always love Thank to have guests. Having. Yes, yes, it's a beautiful thing. So what's up, y'all? What's up with it? Man, it's been a crazy week this week, man. It has been. It has been. It's been a very crazy, productive week. What's up, Lisa? Oh, man. Yeah, I've just been making the tables. I know y'all see me on my new project making this, making this table and getting this credit, getting this credit together for people, so... Yeah, what's up? Well, yeah, we, what's we up, Ola Reed? Patrick, what's up? Bubba yeah, Boy what's Cole, up with Kenny Smiley. What's going on, T.T. Big? Hey, you know, sis. We were the uh, full disclosure show where we were just added to Apple Podcasts. You know what I mean? You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, yeah. Pocket Cast, Breacher Radio. We all over, man. So y'all go over there and check us out on the podcast. And, uh, you know, we're trying to blow this thing up. Shout out to Miss Veronica Thorne. We will want to announce, too, next week we will be at the Financial Literacy Clinic presented by the NLC class. Up at uh, Mount Pleasant uh, Now Development at 13815 Kinsman Road. You know what I mean? We'll be at the Financial Literacy Clinic. Shout out to Ms. Veronica Thornton for the invitation. We'll be out there, man, trying to do a free credit consultations. Bob and Rich Green will be talking about life insurance and, 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 and uh, finance and guidance, financial guide and all that kind of stuff. We'll be out there trying to help people out, man. And, and gotcha. it's going to be a lot of experts out there, a lot of people. Out there to try to help help us. I'm gonna be looking for some help. Trust me, you know yeah, what I mean. We, so, we all need help. Yeah, y'all need help. You know what I mean. And there's gonna be a lot of people out there that's gonna be trying to help. And uh, y'all, if y'all in the area, come on out from 10 to 12, Kinsman Road. It was at the uh, Financial Literacy Clinic. That's Mount Pleasant Now Development Court, a one three eight fifteen Kinsman Road. So y'all check us out. And uh, I guess that's the perfect. Segue, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. So, uh, what uh, I wanted to talk about today is that you know, credit, insurance, those type of things. <clears throat> and uh, it's like, I know me growing up, you know, we our credit was we didn't we didn't look at credit as important, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I know for me, it was like uh, everything was on layaway, you know what I'm saying? I used to think I could put everything on layaway, like I put I would grow up, put a house on layaway, and put a cart, but you know, our, our parent. At least, you know, didn't have that that knowledge, and what or I don't think nobody did how important credit would be, in in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I want to talk about a, some of the aspects of credit, and uh, and that type of deal. How important it is. I know for me personally, you know, I, you know, I made mistakes in the past. You know, what I'm saying abusing my own credit, didn't really understand the importance of it, and. Uh, get to a certain point in your life where you kind of accept your circumstances and your mistakes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, oh, well, I it's did this. It's truth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I did this. So now, you know, I just, now I just have to accept it. And I'm here to tell you, like, from personal, you don't have to accept your circumstances. You can take steps 
to improve. It no matter how bad it is or how bad it's gotten, you can take steps, small steps to improve your circumstances, and eventually you can get out of that. You can, whatever, whether it's financial or personal or anything like that. You don't have to accept your consequence. You don't have to accept your circumstance. You know what I mean? We can take do the things to take control of that. And, you know, I credit the people around me for helping, you know what I mean, me understand that and see that, you know what I mean? And so give me to, you know, take steps and say, you know, I can, you know, I, you, I got it one time, I can get it again or whatever you may go. So I want to talk about, like, the three major uh, types of credit. The first one, installment credit. That's like when you borrow a certain amount and then you have a, you know, a certain amount of time to pay it back, like a house, car, house, you know, house payment, mortgage, car payments, those type of things. That's what you call installment credit. Then you got revolving credit. That's when it, basically a credit card, they, they lend you a credit, they lend you a credit limit. And as long as you pay that bill, you keep that credit limit going. And then it's open credit, which is, it has both types of credit in there, but it's more like where, where you pay your bill. Like, you know, it's a, your, your light bills, utilities, that type of thing. And, you know, th- these type of credit affect your credit score. And you have, like, the, as far as the FICO score, you know, the, like your payment history, that's 35% of your score. You know, so you want to make a history of paying consistent over time. That's the most important thing as far as your credit score. You know what I mean? It shows up. And then you have the amount owed, that's 30% of your credit score. That's basically not how much you pay, but the amount that you, the total amount that you owe. You know, you want to keep that at a certain amount, and that affects 30% of your credit score. And then you got the length of your credit history, that's 15%. You know, your credit mix, which is just what that is, a credit, a mix of each one of what credit, that's another 10%. And then new credit, that's any credit you've added over the past year, you know what I mean? That's another 10%. And you, those are the, the key ingredients as far as, you know, keeping your credit score good, keeping it positive, and keeping it, you know, in the good so you can make moves because a lot of us want to do things. A lot of us want to start businesses. We want to, you know what I mean, make big purchases. We want to go on vacations and, and those type of things. And so that's how you even getting jobs. Man. I never, I never would have thought. You know, saying that they would check your credit, they check your credit for, good, for a job. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's crazy, man. You know, and and the, the whole student loan game, the hustle, the student loan hustle, where you know they let you rake up all these ridiculous loans that you can never pay back. You know, you don't have to pay those loans back. And you know, there there's things you can do. There's things you can do to to not let these creditors bully you and and not knowing what you can and can't do. So you know, what I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and open the floor up. Little lady in the house, you got something to add to that? We got any comments? Hold on, we got any comments first off? Not yet, not yet. I, I, I keep it cute. Cool, it's okay, little lady. Yeah, credit is very important. I've known, I've known that, I've seen that since I've been learning about credit and helping people get their credit fixed, I've learned a lot about credit and things that I didn't know and how important credit is. So, in order to improve ourselves, we have to get our credit fixed. It's crazy how when you go to check your credit, that lowers your credit. Mm. And I didn't know that child support goes on your credit. I didn't know that when you stop paying things, 
that that doesn't really necessarily change your credit score. It actually actually lowers it because it does. You basically you need activity in order for your credit score to to keep rising. And just because you pay something off, that doesn't mean that it goes off your credit. Mm-hmm. So those are really what's up, lady? important things that I learned along the way. That's what's up. What about you? Having seventy thousand dollars and uh, student loan debt, I didn't know that you didn't have to pay that back. So I guess I'd be interested in learning a little more about that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I could definitely give you some tips. He could definitely yeah, give some we tips. can definitely get that taken care of. Yeah, but uh, sure. Dick Dashley? Man, I know everybody who went to college that got <laughs> that ears perked up. Johnny yeah, trying to tell <laughs> So, hey, y'all y'all come down and check them out on Kinsman when they're doing this credit counseling uh, and everything else. But, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, the, the student loan hustle. You know, nowadays, you know, back in the day when you were a student, you could be a freshman. You had to stay on campus your freshman year, you know, because you're young. It's your first time away from home. And that room and board on campus is expensive. Now they're forcing you to do two years on campus because they like it's almost like the uh, NCAAs, uh, the NCAAs when they they trying to do those kids mm-hmm. the one it done or making it mandatory for them right. to be there. Yeah. They trying to get that cheddar to make sure that you rack up those bills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy that higher education has gotten so expensive, but the teacher salaries hasn't been commiserate with the rise in the right, cost to go to college. Right. I never even thought of that. And it's like, also, um, you know, it was done as a subsidy back in the late 70s. Now it was a necessity that you have to get a loan. You know, when you have these people who say, oh, I paid my way through college. Yeah, college was $300 a year for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. You really did, huh? You working, you paid your way. So you you tell me how the average person going to have an extra 30000 So it's just amazing that y'all, you know, talking about this stuff. And then credit in general is just hard to understand. I like what you were saying. Keep things at 35 30 yeah. 30%, 35% yeah. uh, of uh, whatever the limit is. And what Lisa said, paying it off don't necessarily make it go up. You, you kind of want to keep that stuff on there and just like, like keep a payment history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Make so, sure you pay it on time. Yeah, so yeah. pay it on time, no slow pay. Right. Now, do they count the slow pay? Is slow pay 15 days late or is it 30 days late? You know, what what, what is considered slow pay? What what dings your credit for real? Well, I, you know, so every everything as, you know, they take all that into consideration. And that would, I think that would be considered slow payment would, would be considered uh, in the length of your credit history. I guess it would be in all those. So I'm not sure how... How how amount that affects it, you know what I mean? But I I know I, over time, if it's a slow play in, in your credit history, you know what I mean, continues to you know what I'm saying, take it down or whatever. Patrick, my boy Cole said something. Do you know I mean? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he go said, ahead. "Why do they check your credit uh, when you apply for a job?" That's a good. That's a hell of a question, man. I never understood that personally. I've heard it explain. I guess it explains something about your. Uh, your, your your pay. I mean, I don't know your character. I yeah, think it's a character I guess thing. that's what it, I guess how they looking at it. But that shit don't have. If I, I lead a job, goddammit, you know what I'm saying about a job. <laughs> my credit bag is You know what I'm saying, motherfucker. They hire me, my credit score go up. You know what I'm saying. But I, I can't tell you in the financial services, and I'm going to cut you off again. Mm-hmm. You get back to it. They check it. They we they make sure like you don't have any judgments, liens, or anything against you. Because we have fiduciary responsibility. Now, I don't know why they would check somebody. If you plan to be a bus driver, I don't know why they would do it. But if you have fiduciary responsibility and you're going to be handling money, they want to make sure that they get the money. So if your credit is bad, they may think that you might dip to try to, you know, catch up with your bills and stuff like that. 
But the rest of it, I think, is just an elimination just process. Just to weed people out. Yeah. You yeah. said a discrimination. Yeah. yeah. Just another way to weed people out. You know what I mean? Like redlining. They figure if you got bad credit, that puts you in a percentile of people. You know what I mean? And, and they, they probably like, well, all black folks got bad credit. That's mm-hmm. what So we'll just use that. I think that. <laughs> 1960. Think, oh, go ahead. I don't think it's a coincidence that it make they, they make it so hard for you to know your credit score for you to keep your credit score because they know that if your credit is what it's supposed to be or if your credit is superior, then you'll be able to do these all, all these amazing things. And, well, that would just make too much sense. So I don't think it's too much of a coincidence that they make it so difficult for your insurance. Well, see, the, the thing is this, man, and, and, you know, there was once a time where all the currency in, in, in the United States was backed by gold. It was backed by resources. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look on your money now, it's, it's not even backed by resources. It's, it's, it says legal tender, whatever, you know, when mm-hmm. you read it. It's oh, not even... It's private and public. Yeah, yeah, it's not backed by gold, silver, anything. It's basically worthless. So you want to you wonder how is it they're able to print money if it's not backed by anything, but what it is is backed by debt. The more debt in the United States, the more money they can print. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what backs the gold. So it's, it's 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 big biz. They are determined to keep debt going so they can print more money. Because if there's no debt, then they can't make any more any more money. That's what backs that what backs our our. That's what they say when the United States owes four trillion dollars or whatever. That that's debt. That's pot. That's good for them. You that's know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know that because they owe now. I can give you more money. I can, I can and that's how money. it works in this country. So they they. Their goal is to put us in debt. Yeah, debt, debt the new slavery. Yeah, debt is the new slavery. We, new have, slavery. we have to keep us in debt. So, you know, it's colorblind. Unless you got the green. So you got to be able to manage your own debt. You know what I mean? To try to, if you want, my goal is I want to be free. You know what I mean? Say I want to be free. So it's, and it's, not, it's not a dollar amount. I just want to be where I can do what I want to do. You can move I can move how I want to move. It's real simple. So it's like, you know, I don't need $3 million, but if $3 million doesn't make me free, then I'll take it. You know what I mean? So, well, Lady Light said, in 1960, to go to college, you only needed $1,200. She, she went on to say, now it's a minimum of $25,000. Minimum. And, and that's I, I, I think she's saying that's per year. So that's crazy. What's up, Alicia Williams? Uh, Lady Light went on to say, higher scores lets them know you come from a good background. Lady Light went on to say, so it's best to make sure you are utilizing the same knowledge that others have access to so you too can advance further faster with less effort uh alicia williams said did y'all touch on the uh piggybacking on credit we own it right now we own it right now y'all can join in too 330-826-1175 hey what's going on janice ogletree so you know uh so is there benefit to keep that we're 21 trillion dollars in debt now so the debt is what allows them to keep printing the cash so um I got to ask you this. It's like, uh, why do they make it so easy for a kid to get $200,000 for college, but not a $25,000 line of credit to start a business? Well, I think that's, it's almost self-explanatory. You know it what really mean? is. You know what I mean? Because. A meatball I'm throwing up there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, because, you know, the, the, if the ideal is to keep you in debt, and with four years of college, you know, the amount of debt that you're going to accumulate 
you know, you could be paying that the rest of your life. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Whereas if I give you a line of credit to start a business, if that business is successful, I'm only going to get, as a bank, I'm only going to get so much money Correct. off of you. you and it's interest only. It's interest, yeah, right. So yeah. it's, it's, against their best, it's against their best interest to give you a loan that you may pay back shortly as opposed to a loan that we know you won't pay back in the next 15, 20 years. And then we just can, we, just, we own you now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to move when you got that student loans and, and you paying it back and they taking so much. I mean, it's just, it's a hustle. It's a hustle. I mean, you, you know what I mean? It's a hustle. <laughs> And it's just so crazy how we expect, um, you know, parents to teach their kids how to have um, good credit at 18 when the parents don't have good credit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you teach something that you don't know? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I just had this talk with my my sons just not too long ago, and I was explaining to them, you know, how not to be afraid of credit. You know what I mean? Because me, I was afraid of credit. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get in debt. You know what I mean? I didn't understand that actually, you know, the credit is good. Now, you want to establish a credit history now. Mm-hmm. I said, just pay your, you know, no, have a certain allotted amount, you know, pay, you know, use your credit card, pay it, and then pay it back. You know what I mean? And, then, you know, don't get out of, just when you see that big $5,000 limit or $10,000 limit, you know, you get, as a 21, 19, 21-year-old, that could be, oh, shit. 31-year-old. Yeah, yeah, right, so yeah. I was just trying to explain them the game that I didn't have. Right. You know what I mean? You know, I didn't have that. And I was just trying to explain how to establish your credit. Like, don't be afraid of it. Learn about it. You know what I mean? Use the credit cards. You know, put gas in your car, use it, you know, pay it off, you know, you know, keep 35 percent, though, 35 percent. Yeah. So if you got ten thousand dollars, thirty five hundred, if you had what five thousand was it like seventeen hundred. We got a lady like said it's easier to have you in debt than to help you own something. Mm-hmm. Alicia Williams said we have a problem from other countries coming to the U.S. and getting loans for businesses quicker than us. Olery said, peace, love, and light, everyone. Hey, Olery. Uh, but it's no benefit of them giving you lines of credit. Lines of credit could really get you out of debt. Yeah. Loans is what keep you, you know, shackled, you know, because those loans is revolving. It has a, a, a beginning and an end, whereas a revolving credit or a, a line of credit doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's interest only. So, like, you don't always have to pay, you know, the principal and the interest. And it's, it's not, you, you normally don't fall behind as quickly. But it's crazy that they give them to wealthy corporations or wealthy people or people who are well to do over people who are who are really needed, you know. And then why do they charge higher rates for, you know, people with worse credit? You would think you could give them a good rate so they could continue <laughs> you, to pay. Yeah, you would yeah. think so, but that's how they that's how they that's, get you. They they right. act like they treat you like they're doing you a favor. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't never look at people. Don't look at the interest. Yeah, you know what I mean? they're just looking at the papers like, oh, I got to get this car. I got they gonna give it to me. You know what I'm saying? Instead of hearing no, you're like, okay. Well, this is the full disclosure show. I got to keep it 100. Why is it they've showed record where you could be a black person, you could be a person of another ethnicity, have the exact same credit score, exact same credit history, but you get two different rates? It's a big difference between 425 and 475. That half a percent could be $30,000 over the life of a loan. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we stop, how do we safeguard from that type of stuff? Like knowing the rates and knowing, like before you go in the bank, maybe studying their their, their lending practices mm-hmm. and then say, okay, yeah. this score gets this, and you make sure you fight for that that particular rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's educating yourself. It's definitely. Knowledgeable about 
what it is because if not, they will play you for a fool. And they already think that because we are black, we are already stupid or ignorant or whatever they say. Because most of the time we don't study, most of the time we don't know about credit, and we don't research. We just go in there saying we need a loan for this, and we get it, and we, we happen to get it, mm -hmm. and we don't realize that oh, that's what's, crazy. what's going on because we haven't. We just go in there. We just glad they have it. Yeah, happy, yeah. Happy to God, have I got it. Yes. <laughs> well, shit. Let me grab this too. Uh, <laughs> so, did they get rid of the payday loans, or are they trying to come back? Because I thought that was a very bad. That's a detriment to our community. Oh, we need to leave that alone. I mean, we all fall in that where we probably all needed it at yeah. one point. But it's people that's living their life on that. And what is that? 30, 300 percent, 30 percent. It's something crazy, right? You borrow at 500, you owe how much? Like 530, 575 in less yes, than two weeks? Yeah, something like that. I mean, taking cars. Oh, we got a few more. Uh, yeah, we're going to get it. Alicia Williams said uh, credit is a weeding game. If you know someone with excellent credit with a credit card and they add you on as an authorized users, it builds your credit too. So that's a good thing you can do for your sons. You know, add them mm -hmm. on as a signer. I know I, I, I do that yeah, with my that's kids. Yeah, that's a good thing. And hey, what's going on, X? Janice said, uh, I hope Terry Sanders is watching. Uh, Ogletree, Janice went on to say, that's right, Lisa. We don't research. And she said, I'm guilty. I mean, I think we all yeah, guilty. Yeah, we all right? guilty. We all guilty. I mean, because, you know... I, you know, I, I'm learning a lot of this stuff new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, when you're learning new stuff sometimes, when you don't know, it's like you don't want to approach it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, you start seeing these numbers, you be looking like friends. You're like, ah, you just, you know, dismiss it. But no, we do have to, we have to get in between them numbers. You know what I mean? We have to get in and, and, and learn this stuff and, and know what's going on. Right. And with, with all of it, you know what I mean? So we can effectively, you know, take our communities back, man, and empower each other because that's what it's all about. So, yeah, how we supposed yeah, to empower? Yeah, we have to, to empower each other, and it starts financially. I don't, whatever you, we uh, again, we we have to, and you you talk about this all the time. We have to empower each, our communities financially, mm -hmm. and we can't do it if we don't have our personal finance together. Correct. You know what I mean? So, if each of us get our own personal finance together, and then we can start to work the community and help each other. That's why I'm part of this financial wellness uh, clinic, man. Y'all come on out to it. You know what I mean? And uh, we're going to post it in the group and uh, come on out and uh, we're going to do that. So let's go ahead and get into the... Well, Alicia Williams said, oh, well, man. I just got a little settlement from Toyota for charging me a higher percentage for my loan because I was black. My, my credit was good and I was always profiled the loans and credit. I told y'all that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember it happening to me at a, uh, what's that place in Minner I bought a car from? I can't think of it now. It ain't open anymore. What's going on, Kimmy Cheney? So, uh, so the good thing, the things to do research. What was the three credits you said? Installment, installment revolving, revolving, and, and open. open. So, installment is like a loan. Installment is like mortgage. Mortgage. Car, car right. loans, you know what I mean? Yeah, basic loans, too. Okay, then the next one was the it's revolving credit, revolving which is like, the credit cards. It's like the credit cards. Yeah, credit and then the third credit. one was it's open credit, which is utilities. Utilities yeah. and stuff like that. Now, do they all have the same impact, or some are more important on your credit report than others? What would be like in list of importance? Like, I guess it's all important. Yeah, they were all well, important well, well, because it goes anyway. into your credit mix. You know what I mean? It I got into you. your credit mix and how everything everything is important. You know what I mean? It all comes in, in, into mix. Where, where you want your credit history, you know what I mean, your credit mix, all that good stuff, Pay, payment history, paying on time. So, 
So they're gonna be able to sit down with y'all. Yeah. At one thirty-six fifteen. Is that what the address? One thirty-six fifteen. Let me get the address right here. And then, and what day is that? It's uh, April twenty-seventh. Would be next Saturday. April twenty-seventh, y'all. Y'all can sit down and we they can go over this in detail and uh, help you get, you, get your credit together. One three eight one five Kinsman Road. One three eight. That's the Mount Pleasant Now Development Corporation. Kinsman Road. Yes, indeed. And what was that? Man, I'm, I'm fat fingering things today. <laughs> I can't spell. It's been a long day, y'all. Uh, 13815 Kinsman Road, yeah, the, the Mount yeah. Pleasant. What was it called again? Nile Development Corporation. Nile, Nile. Development Corporation. What's the name of the, the uh, event? The Financial Liter Literacy Clinic. It's the Financial Literacy Clinic. Put together by help with in conjunction with yeah, Veronica Thornton. Yeah, presented by the NLC Class Thirty Five. I say that. Hey man, that's a that's a good thing. Uh, wait, Alicia went on to say, did you know it's law? It's a law that protects us from the three credit bureaus from adding stuff to your report. If they don't call you directly to add it on, anything could be removed off your credit. I hope that's true. That's cool. Everything does not report to the credit bureau, lady like said. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Such yeah. as like your light bill, your electric mm -hmm. bill, your, your, your utility bills don't necessarily report to the credit bureau. And I know some credit bureaus use certain bureaus to approve you or not approve you. Like some mm -hmm. use experience, some use Equifax, yeah. some use TransUnion. I heard it was a fourth coming out. Is it a fourth one out already or those just the three the three main ones that the three people still check? As far as I've seen, yeah. And y'all are y'all helping people with business credit as well or y'all y'all starting off with the consumer? Soon. Okay. Okay. Soon. Yeah, because we, we need to talk about setting up them lines of credit mm -hmm. and everything. Boy, we we can say look, I like this subject. <laughs> I hear. Well, we're going to get into the next topic. Who 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 up, who up next? I think it's uh, Holistic Health. There we is, go. Is that Miss Elena? Yes, that's me. So, um, by the end of the week, I should have my Holistic Health Coaching license. Um, and a few weeks ago, I was just licensed to become a certified yoga instructor. And I really want to, like, bring that into the black community, just to be a holistically healthy being. Um, I think that our health is our wealth. And um, just working in the health field right right now in insurance, I just talk to so many people who are like in debt, have to file bankruptcy because they can't afford their um, their um, medical bills. Um, people who are like slaves to prescriptions and who are never going to heal. Like you're not thriving in your life. And so um, my mission is to like help people, you know, thrive holistically, um, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, any way that I can. Uh, when, when you say holistic, I mean, what does, because, you know, you hear this, yes. does that mean like eating right, meditating, um, is it encompassing all that? What, what does it really mean? Like, Yeah, it's know? like helping the whole being. So it's like, you know, you with a spiritual practice, whether you have one or not, like even mm -hmm. if it's not religious, you know, just maybe tapping into that. Um, it's knowing how to fuel your body with food. And like, we're all individuals. So like somebody's perfect diet might not be right for you. So like right. figuring that out for yourself. Um, as well as like moving your body and um, you know taking the right types of supplements if you want to do that mm -hmm. yeah just you being healthy as a whole and financial literacy is also a part of that okay mm -hmm. absolutely Holist whole holistic everything mm -hmm. from the ruler to the tutor because thinking about them bills could keep somebody up yeah. late at night yeah. can't they yeah. stress yeah. stress you out <laughs> yeah. is this something you can do on your own at home is there like certain steps you have to do in order to become a holistic person? 
Um, yeah, it's something that you can definitely do on your own. Like for me, I'm here to help people who don't know how to take that first step and you know how to keep them on track, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you um, are the kind of person who wants to self-study, you can do that. I think like for years I was self-studying this and like trying it out and um, I realized that I had a real passion for it. So that's why I went to school to get certified so I can help other people do it. Okay. Wow. So how long have you been doing it? Well, I graduate <laughs> next week, so like I'm hey. just starting. I'm fresh. I've been studying um, it at the school called Integrative Institute for Nutrition for a year, mm -hmm. and then I was um, studying to become a yoga instructor for like eight months. So, so what exactly is yoga? Um, yoga, by definition, means like a joke. Um, yoga breaks down into a lot of things, so it actually incorporates the holistic. Um, teachings as well so I know like most people recognize it as an asana which means like your your movements basically like the different yoga poses but it also incorporates pranayama which is breath because your breathing is very important it's considered mm -hmm. your life force and people sometimes don't even take breaths like you well, know don't I mean, realize you're not I, breathing I see, that, yeah, I see yeah. that at the gym all the yeah. time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think for the most part like studying it I'm just doing it like physically but it can also be a spiritual practice as well um, as far as meditating and um, I think meditation is vital because a lot of times we are so busy running around and doing so much that we don't take the time out to like just sit and like you know listen to our ourselves to see like what we need at the time so, so is this meditation and yoga in line with the chakras, does that help you get your chakras in line? I believe so. Meditation and doing yoga are both things that um, help balance your chakras as well as like eating a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say somebody should start out on? You know, not without giving too much weight because we do want you to come see Elena, come check her out. We have share your information. But what is a step that someone could take today? Let's say they're stressed out, they're not getting sleep. What is what would be your First go to and say, okay, at least do this, you know, without giving away too much. What, what would you What would you say? Well, I actually just told my cousin this. Like, as a first step, I think meditation would be the first step because it's you, like, taking time out to actually hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Or to hear from God. But um, I think, like, if everybody woke up in the morning and instead of, like, checking your phone or emails and doing that type of thing, if you just sat down in your comfortable seat and, um, you know, listened to your breath, for at least five to 20 minutes, however long you can do it and you can time yourself because it's not easy to just sit there. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you would see some things change and like be able to set an intention for your day, for your day to go better. Wow. So what are some tips to get into meditating? Because I know uh, we had a couple shows on meditate, meditating. And yeah, we um, touch on this often. Uh, yeah. you know, we touch on this so often, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes when you meditate, it's hard because Instead of you focusing on your breath or what you need to do, you might be focusing on, oh, did you hear that noise? Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I got to go wash the clothes. You know, you might mm -hmm. focus on those things instead of the quietness and what are some things to help people? I think that that's a part of it. Like, it's a discipline that you learn over time. So, like, mm -hmm. once you start to do it, you're definitely going to let your, your mind's going to race. You're going to think about all these things. Eventually, though, you'll end up being able to quiet your mind and quiet your thoughts and your practice will grow. So it's just like anything else. Like you start off doing a yoga pose and it's terrible. <laughs> you know, you do it every day. 
Couldn't see like some results and you're still Cracking gas pass and everything. <laughs> hey, we also want to say some older said uh, holistic practices such as yoga has tremendously helped me through my stroke recovery. She had a stroke last year. She bounced wow. back already. Beautiful. Yeah, so that's she's what I like to hear. Yeah, so that's that's, that's kind of adding credence to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, D. No, go ahead. I was just saying oh, I think oh, we have some. Okay. More Jerome said, uh, I at work, but who got the glasses on? And <laughs> 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 uh uh that's Elena, Lisa, Lisa. You yeah, know that. Yeah. You know y'all watching D full disclosure. <laughs> so I'm digging my wins the first. Big Dick Dashley, Rich Green, Lisa, Lisa, Little Lady House, and we got a special guest, Miss Elena. And I, I just wanted to add, you know, it really ties in kind of like when you said with what I was talking about the financial, with the credit and the financial literacy, and is and really about taking control of your circumstances. Yeah. You know, I, I know too many people who. You know, you want your circumstances to change, but you don't want to take the steps to change it. You know what I mean? Whether it be financially or your health-wise. And people will stay stuck because and, and because they, you know, they fat or whatever it is. And they just give up. They don't, you know what I mean? And they just, and they, they eat and they don't take care of themselves. And then they make excuses why, oh, I'm a, you know, it's like, no, man, you have to do things if you want better. To, if you have to take steps. And, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The one thing about, you said you've only been doing this for a little while, but... I think this stuff is embedded in us. Like, it, you know how it's like when you learn something, and it's like, man, for some reason, I, I kind of already knew that. But right. you know what I mean? Because this is part of who we are. This is as black people. We are holistic beings, so this is what's natural to us. Everything else is unnatural. So when you, when you, you, know, when you hear certain things, and it's like, man, okay, that makes sense. It just makes sense because it's, you, I think we already knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, your body tells you what's right. Mm-hmm. In some in, in different ways, you know, yeah. it tells you we just don't listen because we want what we want. So much suffering, you yeah. know, with people not listening, and that's why like black people lead in like diabetes and high blood pressure and cholesterol issues and cancer. You know, it's yeah. up to us to like really try and, and be sitting there talking about all oh, I runs in the family, but I'm sitting there eating this big old pork <laughs> chop. <laughs> oh man, my, my, uh, but that's because y'all all ate the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It ain't hereditary. Don't be dissing pork chop. Pork <laughs> chop ain't done nothing to you. <laughs> So I have a question. So when I have first started to learn about spirituality and meditation and yoga, and I was talking to some of my religious friends and family, they were like, oh, don't dip into that. That's evil. That's demonic and all that. Have you experienced anything? Do you you feel that way? No, I don't feel that way. I was raised in the church. I mean, I'm always going to you know, be a Christian. <laughs> I was baptized at eight years old. But I think, like, the longer that I've, like, searched or, you know, sought after God, you know, I just, I'm where I'm at because of me seeking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I really ask God, like, what is it that I'm good at? You know, what, where can I be used? And it, I feel like God led me to yoga. And I don't think, like, if I'm searching for God, as my mom taught me to do, that he would lead me to something that's demonic. Mm-hmm. But it is something that, like, um, in the church, you know, it's considered like demonic or like outside of yeah. your religious background. And I heard people tell like some of the church ladies tell my mom like, oh, she's doing something that's demonic. But I'm only gonna follow like my own intuition and how I feel about it. And I don't think that I'm dipping into anything that's evil. 
Yeah, Y'all went to some fire and brimstone ass churches. I swear, yeah. I never heard this stuff before. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that is, I've heard. I have first get in, started. Get in contact don't with mess with that. Don't mess with that yoga stuff. That's and good. I started learning about yoga. I go to some of my family members, and I'm because I'm excited about what I'm learning. I'm yeah. like, well, how come you never said these types of things to me? Correct. And they're like, oh no. Don't mess with that. That's the devil's work. And that's the modern day yeah. of God. And uh, yeah, I've heard so, it though. I've you know, I want to know from somebody who's been in that field and know, like, what do you feel? Is that true? Have you seen, felt? But see, personal fulfillment, how is that demonic? I mean, that's yeah. like, I know it's making you seek the God within you. Because the more you look for the truth, the, the search for true signs, whatever, is the search for God or search for knowledge. Yes. And if you learning yourself, isn't that the best thing? So it's like when I came in, I was like, D, dang, man, you know, I couldn't do pull-ups. I'm getting this tendonitis. He was like, he stopped well, eating meat and it went away. I think it goes you know, against body. religion because in religion, you look outside yourself for guidance. That's true. In yoga and meditation, you're looking within mm, yourself for guidance. Deep. So I, it goes against religion. So I believe that's why it is demonic in their in eyes. The, in their eyes. Wow. And I feel as if when you start really learning to meditate and when you, for real, get into that that realm, you start yeah. to see and hear and feel things that you're not supposed to see, feel, or hear, hear without God, without your God. You know? yeah, anything, you look at technology, man. Every, everything, when you plug up your phone, when you plug up, all the po all every power source comes from within. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's no power source coming. You can't power nothing from with outside of that. So your power source comes within. So your your body. It tells you in the Bible in so many words. It's parables. You know the body is your temple. The yeah. body is your temple. Mm -hmm. You know uh, with the uh, bill that's just four walls in the roof. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You know what that's I mean? Right. So y'all put more work and more effort into maintaining something a building. Than you do your own bodies wow. and it makes no sense. That's yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't understand. <laughs> like, hey, Jerome asked a question, but I think it's keep that, Lisa. He said, uh, what would be the first step in a holistic approach as far as health? In my opinion, it would be to give up processed food. Yeah. Definitely I think most definitely. of us don't do too much <laughs> yeah. process. I'm not a last meat eater on the panel, so I got some lamb. Yeah. I'm about to make me some uh, curry stew. No, no. <laughs> what was you about to say now, Lisa? Oh, I don't understand how people feel as if meditating and yoga and holistic health is demonic, and you can you can bring home spirits or get these spirits on you. But you go to different places and you touch and you hug other people. Wouldn't that be more of getting these <laughs> evil spirits that these people say? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand where that comes from. It, well, it, go, it it comes from really not understanding. People don't people hear these words and they they dismiss them. They don't do the research what we just talked about, and then they dismiss it as if you you know people who are religious will maybe dismiss it as the world. You know what I mean? It's of the world, or yeah. it's of maybe not demonic, demonic, whatever. But when you really start to look into these things <laughs> and you understand what it is, you know what I mean? You understand what it's trying to do, then, you know, you have a different view. Because I know a lot of, you know, church folks and Christians, you know what I mean, are in, get into yoga and get into meditation mm, yeah. and are learning these things and are, are understanding that it's your 
when I when talk about power sources, you and is your spirit, and then it's yeah. it's the creation. That's the source. <laughs> That's where you plug it into. Everybody's plugging into other things. And you're not getting no power. They're taking power from you when Absolutely. you plug into anything else. Mm -hmm. So you want to plug into. That's why meditation, I think, is so important because that's you plugging into, you know, your direct line. You know what I mean? That it goes direct. You don't need nobody telling you no no Bible quotes quotes. It's gonna come straight to you. You just gotta yeah. be quiet and listen. I would think it bring them closer to what they're seeking. But uh, Jerome said he 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 can't give up the chicken yet. <laughs> well, those are your process, he's right? Eating the organic chicken. Yeah. He's, he's eating organic, organic chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still eat chicken. Yeah. I mean, I haven't given up meat. I, like I said, it's a bio individuality kind of thing. Like um, one man's, you know, healthy meal might be another man's poison. Right. And I've tried to eat like more grains and um, you know rice and potatoes. You know, to be a vegan, and it did not work for me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just to each his own. Right. Well, you know, um, it, it's funny that you mentioned food. Like, food has an energy level, too, right? Yes. You know, you should probably add more vegetables, whatever, more living food in your diet. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. Because I think, you know, Derek had mentioned, like, diseases running in families or something like that. But I think a lot of people eat processed or fake food. And it's like, when we grew up, apples were cheap. Right. All the organic food was cheap. It was the processed stuff that was expensive. Mm -hmm. Now, the processed stuff is cheap, and the organic food is expensive. You know, I, I, I hate well, to be a conspiracy theorist, well, but it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. C.O.N. conspiracy yeah. going on, brother. There's no cure. There's no money in the cure. And the cure so, yeah. first, at first, they're going to keep you eating all this food that's going to keep you sick, so you can keep going to the doctor, keep getting this medicine. The healthcare business is a billion-dollar business. Yeah, yeah. and they're so going to protect their no, money. There's no money in curing you. Well, Derek had mentioned, like, the debt. Part of the national debt, the GDP, our gross domestic product, our gross domestic product is health, health care. Hmm. If you take that away, the U.S. drops tremendously. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us number one in the world. We got, we're a sick country, you know, as far as health-wise. So y'all saying the right things. If you get your credit together, you know, you get that job or you can start that company, you can eat a little bit better. You won't be as stressed out because I know I'm an emotional eater. I know when I get sad, mad, whatever, I find myself eating stuff I wouldn't normally eat. That messes up my holistic health because now I'm, I'm taking yeah. it away and I'm poisoning my own body. So then I start getting that, oh, woe is me, look at me. And, and, blah, and, blah, it, blah. and it also, I know with me, it also affects your, your, your whole energy level during the day. Mm -hmm. I know when I eat a certain way, my energy level is not at, at its peak during the day. And it's, I, you know, everything suffers off of that. You know, when I eat, when I'm eating a certain way, I wake up, I'm more energetic, I'm more bright out, I, I'm, you know what I mean? I have more energy during the day, so that's the whole, the holistic, it got to do it for the, you got to yeah. do it, you, gotta you have to take care of yourself, top to bottom and everything, wow. and you know I, what I mean? I'd be able to help people like who maybe even have food stamps, like there's a way to yeah. eat healthy, right. even if you don't have, you have a lot, lot of money, money yeah. Because sure. actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, not stop eating meat, that saves a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It's like, man, I remember when I, I'm going to the grocery store and I, you know, if I'm, if you get, if you're just buying like fruits and vegetables and that type of thing, you can stock your refrigerator up, you know, and you and have the way to. way you feel when you eat Yeah, oh, it's just nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely something else. <laughs> Looking at people like peasants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Janice Ogletree said, yeah, I don't know whether to cry or laugh. On my credit or my health. They both bad. Yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Hey, 138.15, Kismet Roll. Yeah, yeah. Where can they find you? Um, right now, I'm on Facebook. My name's Elena Cherie on there or on my Instagram. 
It's natural E, N-A-T-R-A-L underscore E. And um, I'll be coming out with a website soon, but I just graduated, so I'm still in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to hit her up on that and, and get our holistic health, get everything together. Get it all together. Mm-hmm. So again, D4 Disclosure Show, Dagger Mount Williams, the first Big Dick Dossie, Bobby Rich Green, Lisa Lisa, and uh, Miss Elena. We're going to get into the social media post of the week. Dick Dossie. Oh, man. Okay, I got to share something with y'all. Last week, I was trying to share something with y'all. <laughs> we had a little technical <laughs> difficulties. Thank God we had Derek over here. Uh, being quick on his feet, you was quick on your feet. You was thinking, you was using mind. Appreciated that. So this week's social media post, uh, I mean, it was a lot of things that happened. You know, I wanted to talk about the, the cop smashing the boys face in the ground. Um, but I picked a little bit of a lighter topic, but it's something that is pretty serious dealing with family issues. You know, we got a lot of um, families now that are like nuclear families or mixed families as far as like uh, people coming in and, uh, you know, uh, Stepping up and, and, and being surrogate parents, you know, step parents. So, I'm about to read y'all something. I shared this in the group. Y'all go to the group and see this post. Um, it's a picture of a little boy. He's wearing all red with his pants sagging. I'm thinking this boy is about eight years old in this picture. Wearing the number eight on his shirt. And I just want to read read this to you and then get your um, your point of view. I will not fight a man over his own child. So goodbye, little man. I met a woman in a restaurant four years ago, and we exchanged numbers. She was a single mother of a four-year-old son. During our time dating, I took her son to space camps, outdoors camping, trips, Disney World, SeaWorld, etc. Teaching is showing him different aspects of life. Now he is eight years old, and six months ago, the boy's dad was released from prison and started spending more time with the son. The next thing I know... The little boy is being dressed like a thug, sagging pants, gold chains, etc. And the little boy started talking like a thug, saying all these new slang terms. One day, when he dropped uh, his son off, I confronted him and asked him to stop allowing his son to take on that image. He was like, so what you want to do about it, partner? I'll go back to prison for mine. She was there and didn't say or do anything about it. At that point, I was out. I wish a little man the best, shaking my damn head, about to mess up this boy's life before he has a chance at it. Your thoughts? So I read that. Dude, been there. Daddy, get out of jail. Elena, since you you the guest on the uh, on on the on the show, I'm gonna ask you what what are your thoughts about that? Was you know should dude have stuck around? Was he wrong? Or, you know what are, what's your thoughts? Uh, I feel like the situation is pretty sad. I just want to know, like, what was the conversation? Was there anything, like, established beforehand between him and this woman? Because he knew that the boy had a father that was in prison that was going to come out. Mm-hmm. So, like, did they ever, like, talk about, like, what his relationship would be with the boy after the father came out? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, there's nothing, like, really that he can do, I don't think, legally, to continue to be in the little boy's life. You know? I don't know. Lisa, what's your thoughts? I agree. I think it's a very sad situation. I think whoever this father is, the, the biological father, I think he needs to get himself together and get his mentality on a different, a different 
wavelength because he's messing up this little boy's life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have too many negative images. We have too many negative young men growing up to be these negative so, images and growing up to, to fall into the negative part of the world. And I think because maybe this father has been locked up for how long? Four years? Yeah, at least. At least four at least, years. Yeah. He now coming out with that jail mentality. And I felt as if, it sounds as if when he went to jail, he stopped growing mentally. Yeah, so he's yeah. coming out with still that same mentality that he went back in. And now he's teaching his son that and he's messing that little boy's life up. And unfortunately, there's nothing the guy can do at this yeah. point. It's really up to the mother. The mother may be in a situation where she ain't mentally right. Right. Uh, I mean, coming from the man's perspective, yeah, I'd be out too. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a situation where you can't do anything about it. You, whatever it is, like, nah, I'm done. I can't do it. Deal with it. Hopefully, no. I don't know what the boy's relationship is, but in four years, you know. Whatever what you what we impart in our kid, it it stays. Sometimes it don't seem like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Lord knows. Sometimes it don't seem like it. But I always go back to my own childhood, and, I, and when I was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do, and the things that my mom was telling me, the things that my uncles were telling me, everybody, it was in there. It was rattling around, and I. But I, you know, I still wanted to do what I wanted to do, and eventually, the stuff that they imparted to me came to the surface. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So if he had a great relationship with the boy, <clears throat> you know, his dad came out. It's like, oh, man, I, as new as exciting as my dad. Da, 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 da. But, you know, eventually, like, just me being hopeful, me being an optimist to have to have full guy that I am, that four years that he imparted in, in that boy will come to the surface. And he'll be like, you know what? I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be like this, you know what I mean? So hopefully that, and, and he will come back to it. He will seek him out. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. well, you know, at four years, if if he was just in a room and ain't had no, you know, it sounded like he had genuine love for the boy. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he imparted something into him. So, I believe that will, that will grow and that boy will come and seek him out. But as a man, he has to leave that situation because obviously the mom is an imbecile and yeah, the dad is an imbecile. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you have to separate yourself from that. You know what I mean? But the boy, the boy, at that age, that four-year window, I think he'll come around. I think it'll be all right. And, uh, we got to speak Maybe not to wish anything bad on the guy, but maybe the guy might go back to jail. And yeah. The guy can come back or at least not be with the woman, but, you know. Mm -hmm. part of the kids. Like, yeah. I, I, I've seen that. Jerome said, like I said, poor little man, step away, and she had to be the one to put dad in his place. Uh, Veronica said, if mom didn't say anything, then there's nothing a man can do. If the mother wants more for her son, she would have to she would have to have a talk with the father. Uh, we had a few more. Let me see. Let me go. I guess that's it. So, you know, I'm gonna read this one more again. I, I put it. I put a little link up in there. In it. Uh, once again, social media post of the week. Uh, picture of a little boy wearing a. All red and you know saggy pants. I, I, I will not fight 
I would not fight a man over his own child. So goodbye, little man. I met a woman in a restaurant four years ago, and we exchanged numbers. She was a single mother with a four-year-old son. During our time dating, I took her son to space camps, outdoor camps, trips, Disney World, SeaWorld, etc. Teaching and showing him different aspects of life. Now he's eight years old, and six months ago, the boy's dad was released from prison, and he started spending more time with the son. And the next thing I know, little boy is being dressed like a thug, sagging pants, gold chains, etc., and the little boy is starting to talk like a thug, saying all these new slang terms. One day, when he dropped off his son, I confronted him and asked him to stop allowing his son to take on that image. He was like, so what you want to do, partner? I'll go back to prison for mine. She was there and so, uh, and, she, and didn't want to, I'm sorry, and didn't say or do anything about it. At that point, I was out. I wish a little man the best, shaking my damn head, about to mess up this boy's life before he has a chance at it. What's your thoughts? So, you know, and I agree with a lot of what y'all said. What's up, Duran? Um, but I'm going to take a step back. Let me give the step stepdad or the boyfriend props for stepping up and being a man in a boy's life. Mm -hmm. I applaud you. Not only did you accept the woman, but you accepted her child as your own. Obviously, you had love for this little man. Also, let me give props to the dad for getting out of prison and want to spend time with your child. And he probably wants to bridge that bridge that gap of that time that he, he was missing. People know things from their perspective. Father might not even know what he's doing is negative a negative influence on the son. This is what he knows. So a lot of times when we take our own perception, we're looking at it from the world we're in. But if you could perceive life from that man's perspective, then it kind of fits in that. Okay. He was in prison for at least four years. So he had to do something, something in most cases, because you never know in this country, black man can go to prison for crossing the street. So yeah. you just don't know. But the influences, the slang terms, the wearing of the saggy pants, that negative image that you're imparting on your son, that father being in prison can show you life is hard. And you got to deal with these dudes at a certain level. Like you can't ever be soft in front of these cats. So father thinking, I'm, I'm going to make you a man, right? So I give him props for trying to be there and being there. However, he has to understand this man stepped in while you was gone. You did something. You was out this little boy's life. He was man enough to take care of the responsibilities you were taking care of. So for you to come out and, and just want to just run and I die for my partner. Well, you didn't stay out of jail for yours, partner. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't don't have this 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 backwards mentality. Y'all got to be adults. It sounds like there's no adult in this situation. The most adult is the guy telling the story, but we only hear in his mm -hmm. his side as well. Because you know what, and he and he and put myself in that situation. He missed a hell of an opportunity because if you're gonna confront the guy, you know what I mean. That's your that was your opportunity to give him some wisdom. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because like as you read it the second time, I'm sitting there thinking like you know he you, you sitting there like he said I confronted him and, and the dude said oh I die for mine. You know what I'm saying. Well, well, ain't all about and that. that. But and, you know what I'm saying. Will you? What about him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You want him to. You want. Would you like him to go through what you went through? Would you like him to have that same life? Correct. Is that what you want for him? Yeah. We got a you unique opportunity. I mean? you, exactly. We got. You know, it's not about me, partner. It's all about you. You know, I have the heart. You know what's best for him. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm. I'm. I'm here. You know what mm -hmm. I mean. And he had an opportunity. You know, to to impart something in him. And I don't know. I just know from what he put down. He, he, I think he missed that opportunity. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we, we have to build each other, man. We have to build each other as best we can. I know some of these young whippersnappers make it hard. You know what I'm saying? They make it hard, but we, have, we still have to try 
you know, because they, 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 these are babies. Yeah. These, these are all us, you know what I mean? We have to come, you know, we got to get back to the village, raise a family thing, you know what I mean? So, and allow, you know, people don't even want to allow nobody to say nothing to your kids no more, you know, because you can't trust people, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a catch-22 to get back to the, the really the holistic, you know what I'm saying, with the personal holistic and the community as a whole, you know what I mean? So what's crazy is the father is the type of guy that I would be scared if my daughters had were single mom. And then they had a man that just got out of prison being around my grandkids. I would have a problem with it because it's, it's crazy. Just the dynamic is crazy. But once again, somebody needs to be the adult, and I agree with you, D. They should have came to the table and said, hey, bruh, you know life from your aspect. I don't know life like that. Right. I know life the way I live it. Let's give them the best of both worlds. I'm just saying I see a change in him from when you got home. This is what he was doing. Now this is what he's doing. And you tell me, what role do you think that's leading them down? Won't we both teach them what we know? I love her. Obviously, you loved her. At least you had a, you had, you had enough of a relationship to have a child with her. And I know you love your son. I love your son, too. I'm not trying to be his father. You his father. But I'm one of the men in his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be a man in his life. I ain't gonna, we're not going to go back and forth. You'll die for yours. Why won't you live for yours? Yeah, exactly. Why we always got to go out and die for mine? Why won't you live for yours? Right. And, and set that example. Veronica Thornton wrote something. She said, kids are most impressionable from birth to 10 years old. It is unfortunate that possibly the four years of positivity can go down the drain in two years with a negative influence. Hopefully, the young man will be able to discern for himself what path he chooses and what's best for him. But a lot of that, once again, is that peer pressure. Now, what's the biggest peer pressure in the world? If your father's acting like one of your mm-hmm. homies, that's very impressionable. Yeah. I'm not saying that mom is wrong. Mom might be stuck in a rock and hard place. Who's to say this guy's not physical? This guy's not abusive. And she might be scared of him. And she was hoping that that guy stood all the way up to her. But then again, that guy like, hey, well, this ain't really my son. I'm going to die for him. Maybe this guy got other kids too. You never, I mean, you just don't know. So I'm I'm, going to risk my life. If she says something, that empowers you as a man. Mm -hmm. So if this happens to a woman, I would say, Check the dude. Check check the guy that got out. Hey, you ain't been around here. This man been taking care of your son. Y'all need to talk. I ain't saying don't dog him too bad, but y'all need to talk. Right. Now, that gives me authority. Yeah. And it's not, you, she took away all his authority by yeah. not saying anything. And that makes you feel bad because you're like, Dad, do you still want this cat? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't saying nothing to him. You know, would you put money on this conversation? You start thinking all this crazy stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we still human. But it's Your thoughts, Lisa? Excuse me? Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that maybe she she sounded like maybe she could be scared of him. Maybe she might have still been putting uh, money on his books. Mm. Who's to say? Mm. I've, I've seen situations where a female's been with a guy, and she's been with this guy, and everything's been going, you know, fairly well for her. And then, and then the baby dad gets out of jail. He was crazy before he went to jail, mm. and he get out, and now he's causing all this drama and all this craziness crazy. and the guy's like you know what I ain't got time for I this got, yeah. so he backs off so she feels as if she doesn't have no choice but to accept him mm-hmm. maybe that's the situation that. here just coming from a woman's that's, and that's what I was thinking yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. you feel the same way Elena? yeah I just feel like there's just so many question marks it is you mm-hmm. know yeah. we don't know how their conversation went when they had it if he came to the man respectfully or not and um we don't know why the man went to jail. Like, did he threaten the woman in the mm-hmm. situation? Like, I just feel like there's... I just watched the videos. funny. I watched the videos similar to this. 
where this guy, now from my understanding, the, the basis of the video, the, 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 the guy is an ex-boyfriend, ex-ex-boyfriend, but he's crazy. And uh, there's a living boyfriend in the house now. I don't know if the dude got out of prison or whatever, but he comes in the house and he's confronting the boyfriend there. And he got it straight up. He cocked diesel. And he's basically just, this is my woman. This is my house. Da, 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 da. And he's like, I don't want no parts of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want no parts of this, man. And I feel like, look, I, it, okay, man, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was all in his grill. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm I sitting there like, you know, am I supposed to fight? What am I supposed to, what do you want me to do? Not, you know, she didn't say nothing. You know what I mean? That's it's like, thing. well, all right, dog, I'm out. You know what I mean? I mean, so it's like, yeah, the guy in his situation is difficult. You know what I mean? To yeah. to be in like, man, I care about the kid, but it seems like I'm the only one to care, and I ain't even invested. Ain't even yeah. my kid, so you know, it's crazy how that works. Without any supervision, mm -hmm. they're cussing at the adults, they're kicking the dogs, fighting the dogs, saying, talking crazy, and. The adults around him, instead of pulling him to the side or trying to show him the right way, they just sit there and laugh and say, oh, this little nigga crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I see in this little boy. And off this picture, you take a, you, you look at this picture and you don't want to judge, but you see drug dealer, you see gang member. Mm. And it's sad because it seemed like at one point the little boy had well, based on that, though, yeah. he had some problems, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it goes deep to, you know, what he was saying about, you know, you you see from your perspective, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You see, it's like when we live, people who live vicariously through their kids, you know what I mean? Like, whether it be like sports, you have them out there and, you know, them crazy sports soccer moms, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're putting their, or they, you know, they put their kids in the beauty salon or the, the beauty pageants, you know what I mean? Like, parents mm -hmm. who, and I, it seemed like kind of like that's what he's doing you know this is what, I know. This what you I know, know. I know I, yeah I, I have to make and as part of the toxic masculinity toxic we talked masculinity, about like hey yeah. man this is what you got this how this is it's real out here yeah. this is what you this <laughs> is how you got to be I don't understand like how the father could go to prison for four years and come out and like you didn't gain any type of wisdom in there that, like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought like, that's why would you yeah. want your son to you like know. be set up for that like I, I just don't understand I don't understand. I mean I think it's I think uh, go ahead I think he's definitely a victim of of his circumstances, mm -hmm. and I definitely feel as if he has that um, post traumatic slave syndrome, that learned behavior, mm -hmm. and he doesn't. He may not realize it. It seems as if he doesn't realize it. That's the norm for him. For him to mm -hmm. come out and mm -hmm. that's the first thing that he does. He went in there feeling. I have to protect myself. I don't have to be hardcore, have mm. a wall build up. Then you go to jail and you probably have to be extra tough, extra hardcore or what have you. He just can't just be. Yeah. You know, meditation I mean, would do him good. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's seeing from his perspective, once again, he's seeing, the, he's seeing the underbelly of the world. When you're in prison, even if you're innocent, eventually I could see it changing you because you got to live. You got to survive. These dudes, they see a soft, you, you acting all soft yeah. and friendly. Hey, you got to show them ain't nothing sweet but Kool-Aid. Only, only really maybe like 5% of people when they come out of prison, maybe less, maybe more. May I give it 10% actually change for the better. Most of the times that environment makes you worse. You know what I mean? If you went in and breaking and entering, 
by the time you get out, you probably be an expert in drugs, or you probably be, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing in there but more criminals, and they teach each other and they network. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, it's all about you know controlling your own environment and using that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of times when people hit rock bottom is when they okay, let me take inventory mm-hmm. and sit and make myself a better. Yeah, and there's no um, rehabilitation no, services there's in no jail. There's no focus. It's not trying to rehabilitate you in jail. You just go in there just to survival. We be in survival mode the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We have two uh, two comments. Uh, uh, Olery said, uh, "Hey, please follow her new page. Go like it." Uh, Trezana A Staples Alternative Recovery Fund. I put a link up there. Mm-hmm. That's Olery up there. Al Hared the Dread said, the only thing missing in this discussion is personal experience. Too much speculative conversation. I've had personal experience in a stepdad, uh, as a stepdad on several occasions where I had to G-check that old nigga and put, uh, put the girlfriend in her place also. Pound, true story. I mean, some people ain't having that. It's like, partner, I'm here now. You don't make no rules. You ain't paying no bills. And that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, for four years, you ain't been there. Mm-hmm. And now you want to come and you want to try to run things that don't happen. And sometimes you can run up on somebody who just, I, man, it's people who ain't never stepped foot in jail that it be more than ready to go or more than ready to, to send you to your grave. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to watch what you're doing because, once again, people are at their own level of perception and understanding. And if I understand, I'm going to whoop your ass if you come up and talk mess to me. That's the understanding. You know, and I can see that. You know, it could have went sideways many, many different right. ways. But... And That's why I would be interested in the conversation. Like I know what I would have said if I was in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was that would have been an opportunity to like you know, do let's, let's you know what I'm saying to be real with somebody, and yeah. connect with them, and, and and be like you know this is what it is, man. You know because it's not like to me like we like they using a the kid as a pawn almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to how they be. Yeah, or the, whatever little games they playing, whatever reason, you know they don't want to. Uh, do whatever it just seems like you see that shit all the time where the parents use kids as pawns and they little sick twisted game with each other or whatever so it is what it is we gotta and it's easy to tell people to grow up and grow out of that but sometimes you deal with a lot of ignorant people and sometimes ignorance only understands other ignorance you know you can try to take the high road all you want but sometimes people are trying you know Sometimes. <laughs> hey, good evening. You're on a full disclosure show. Who, who's who's this? Hey, what's up, Hey, I read. What's up, Cuzzo? You know, that's a very touchy topic that y'all talking on. And you know, like I said, the only difference from the thing that's listening is personal experience. That's it? Well, talk to me. Hey, well, well, tell us your story. What happened in your situation? Was it similar to this? Oh, yeah. Turn up the sound. It, it, it was very similar. Well, actually, what happened was, like I said, with the jig check, I can think about two, three different situations where it has just gone off the business. You know, it's just what it was. But the difference was is sometimes the female was just like my ex-wife, and she had two children by a previous husband. And she would present herself like everything is this and that, whatever, all cool. You know, and, you know, control, like, like strong, independent women claim they are. <laughs> but when it came down to this six foot three, six foot four, is that she's already had this life experience with these arguments, this, this, and that, whatever. I started noticing. 
know. <laughs> If you let him. Hey, I don't know if y'all heard that. Uh, we got caller on Al Hared the Dread. He said, uh, had a situation where it was an ex that came for his kid, six foot three, rabble rouser, uh, complaining about a button being missing on one of the kids' mm-hmm. shirt. Al Red told her, hey, told her, go get the kids out the car. You know, so so basically, if this man, he, he, he want to say something, he's going to say something to me. So, I mean, did he, did he even try to confront you or was he just trying to intimidate her? If y'all, y'all didn't hear that, would, uh, uh, he said the guy came over to their house and tried to walk up in the house with the kids like he owned it. And I was like, okay. He said he wouldn't put on his tennis shoes, grab his gun. <laughs> he had to show dude it wasn't that type of party. I mean, but see, that dude sound like the type of guy who want to elicit that type of action. Mm-hmm. And if you don't step up and stand up to the bully, he sound like he a bully, yeah. that it's going to continue to happen to you throughout your relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, did you... Did you two ever end up getting into it? Well, this is, this is the, to this point now with my children and we go on, you know, the grandchildren, they look to me to get permission for him to speak his grandchildren. So I kept the pressure on his neck just because he was a clown. So when a person says they wouldn't to die for it, I hope he means it. <laughs> That's it. on this woman to check dude he gonna check him and that's what he did and he's like you know at that point that man is trying you or that person because females do it too they make it real hard I don't want that be around my baby we hear this a lot too so you draw a line in the sand man you let your woman know I got your back you my new woman we together my kids gonna be part of our lives you need to kick now man I I would say men most of the time are more apt to say something I can see a woman being scared in that situation because she don't want nobody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But, Thanks for your call, hey, bro. Hey, Red, we're going to have to move on. We're, gonna, we're about to shut it down. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling in and sharing your story. Be- All right, because... Hey, I'll say this. The one thing that you say, personal experience, I, I, I have to... It's just, maybe it's just funny that I haven't had any more of those personal experiences because the situation the dad ain't there at all. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like if a father is there and the father wants to be in that in that child's life as a man in a situation, I welcome it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, we, right. you know, he he hey, yeah. come on. Come on, are we you know, and we're gonna do this together, you know what I mean? Because if I'm invested now, you know, we're gonna work we're gonna have work this out. But you know, I want I I've been in too many situations there where there's no doubt at all. Mm-hmm. So I can like you said, commend the father and you know, that man needs to step up and be a part of that man's awakening and mm-hmm. we need to all work together, work you know together. what I mean? So now, I've been in situations where my kids' father and the person I was dating, they were getting along. Like, I've come home from work, and they sit in the living room playing the PlayStation. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like... What's supposed to be, though? Well, yeah. all right, long as the kids are school, yeah. you know, I want to go cook. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, that's how... That's how, that's how yeah. I feel about the situation. But I've also, where, you know, maybe in the, in the beginning stages of me and my you know, kids' father not breaking up. I mean, breaking up where it wasn't, you know, like that. Where it was all, oh, uh, you got this. It's confrontational. You, that, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and, Tip attack. You know, but then eventually, I guess, you grow and you learn. And now it's like, I guess maybe on some people's ends, just like, well, guess what? I just ain't got time for it completely. So I got better yeah. things to do, so. Yeah. I think if all the adults involved would understand is what's best for the kid, then everything will work itself out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, again, I want, we had to thank y'all again, everybody participating. This was another fire show. Again, you can catch the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, all we all over, you know what I'm saying? So, for myself, Big Dick Dashley, Rich Green, Lisa Lisa, and our special guest again, Lana. She's a, a holistic... What, 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 <laughs> What's holistic the, health counselor. Holistic health counselor. And a yoga teacher. You know what I mean? And we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it all together, man. Thanks again. And uh man, love the people in your life. Make sure you tell them because tomorrow ain't promised. You know it's all love all day. And we out. Peace. Peace.